I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And of course, we've been talking about really important conversations that need to be had. Uh, really, our, our two words for the day we're going to com- continue to compare and contrast is insight and insight. Uh, easy to incite anger, it's easy to incite frustration and fear. Uh, it is a whole other thing altogether to get to the insight. But insight requires you to listen, to be humble, to be teachable, to be engaged. And we've got to have a different kind of conversation around that. Uh, I am just thrilled uh, to have joining us on the program today my good friend Teresa Deer uh, from Chicago. She uh, is the founder of Human Capital Strategy Group, uh, where she does all kinds of different human resource training. Uh, she's also a social entrepreneur, activist. Uh, we first met in an interesting place, Teresa. We actually met in Detroit, Michigan, at the NAACP National Convention, uh, and that started a... Uh, a great friendship, unexpected, and what a blessing uh, to my life and to my family. Teresa, thanks for joining us today. It is my pleasure, and of course, it has been uh, just God's intervention that he would bring us together um, as colleagues and friends for such a time as this, boy. Yeah, it is, and and uh, it is a, a really important time. And it's one of the things that I immediately noticed and connected with you on was this fact that you had this ability to take on the tough issues uh, in a way that was just so insightful, so inspiring, so inviting, uh, that it just made us uh, just fast friends, uh, brothers and sisters, literally, I think, is the, the right. way we rolled out. Yes. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, again, you know, um, I think that, you know, what resonates with both of us is a sincere and authentic care for humanity mm. first. Um, and then we do that through the prism of Jesus Christ's uh, love for all of us. And I think that's uh, what we should always keep at the core of who we are and what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you wrote a brilliant piece uh, for us here at uh, Deseret News uh, in the wake of a lot of the unrest and the challenges going on around the nation as it relates to race and racism, uh, that that it is time for a different kind of conversation and a different kind of action. Uh, and from your experience uh, and from where you reside, uh, give us a, a little sense in terms of where do you think we are, and then uh, then we'll get into a little bit of where do we go from here. Yeah, absolutely, and thank you for the question. So uh, my next article that I'm actually working on now is really um, a letter to everybody that's witnessing the civil disobedience and unrest around the country. And one of the things I want your listeners to appreciate is that most of the people are peaceful protesters. There are uh, saboteurs and infiltrators, and there are p- 
people that are paid to come in and disrupt these protests. Um, I know that because I participated in lots of peaceful protests and marches throughout the country. And I've seen these saboteurs and infiltrators come into our marches. Mm. But having said that, you know, we're at this place now because uh, we as African-Americans and those who understand our experience, we have been marching and protesting and, you know, demanding and requesting and crying out for decades for justice. So if you look at some of these situations like Trayvon Martin, you look at Eric Gardner uh, from New York, I Can't Breathe. I mean, you know, I could spend the remainder of this time, Boyd, enumerating and listing the names of children and adults who have died in the hands and at the hands of police. And so, you know, we have sought justice and nothing has happened. Here in Illinois, uh, we had Michael Brown, who was shot 16 times. And this young, 17 years old, unarmed, shot 16 times by police officers. And there were many police, I think it was about, Um, 10 or 12 other officers that just watched this, witnessed it, and no one stopped. So my point is, is that after all of this, and we have not seen justice, or we'll see an officer like in Chicago that shot this young man 17 times, he gets three years. And we say to ourselves, is, is, how is that justice? How is it justice? When you have this uh, young white man who goes into a church in South Carolina and shoots nine people, and then he is given a um, protection uh, around his chest, he is uh, taken to Burger King, he is handcuffed, placed gently into the back of a police car, Mm -hmm. that never happens to us. So we say, where is the justice, where's the balance, Uh, how are the scales balanced as it relates to justice? So what you see out in the country now is that we are kind of expressing a parenthetical message that enough is enough. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it's so important to, to recognize. I'm glad you pointed out that those that uh, infiltrate a lot of the peaceful protests, the important demonstrations that that aren't there to incite violence and all of those things, but are there to create a moment where we can get to the insight of, wait a minute, something is wrong. So we yeah. and it's so fascinating to me that everybody. I think we have so many areas of agreement. I was just looking at a poll from Scott Rasmussen, and everyone agrees that uh, the perpetrators need to be brought to justice. Everyone agrees we've got to have significant criminal justice reform. Everybody agrees. We have all these areas of agreement, and yet we're still here. And I think that's yeah, where we see, have to ask. The, Go ahead. And that's the thing. We agreed um, 10 years ago, yeah. we agreed, you know, when Trayvon Martin was was uh, killed, we agreed when Eric Gardner said he couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we are philosophically aligned. But who is willing uh, to go to council meetings with us to talk and write to our congresspeople and senators 
and really began to influence and affect change. You know, it's one thing to take a a poll and talk about how you feel about an issue or situation, but until you roll up your sleeves Mm -hmm. and walk with me um, and, and work with me in the trenches to affect change, it's almost like, um, you know, um, hollow and empty words. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we we talked about that in our editorial that, uh, you know, editorials are about words, usually 500 to 700 of them, <laughs> as you right, well know. Right. And sometimes words just fail. And when words fail, action is the solution. I wanted to get you to react to something because uh, you, you told this, uh, we interviewed you about uh, six months ago, I think it was. And uh, talked about, you know, what what should we do immediately? I had Joseph Grinney on yesterday, Crucial Conversations, and he said in South Africa, they do a, a national poll every six months. And the last question of the poll to the the entire nation is, in the last six months, have you invited someone from another race to lunch or dinner at your home? And mm-hmm. you told me that in Detroit. You said, my advice is... Have a friend of a different race, of a different background, of a different thinking. Uh, just uh, we got about a minute to go, Teresa. Just give us your perspective. What's something that we can do today? And we're going to continue this conference, uh, this conversation when we get your next article in. Uh, but what should we do today? Where should we go today? Yeah, absolutely. Let me give you a few quick things. Uh, you should befriend someone who is not like you. So be it African American, Hispanic, Muslim, etc. Um, befriend that individual, and then just take the time to listen um, and ask questions. The other thing that I would encourage you to do um, is to be an advocate uh, in this cause. Uh, What does that look like? That looks like um, sending an email to your congressman or your um, senator. It is uh, sending letters to Donald Trump himself. Um, And it is also making sure that uh, when you see offenses of any kind, those offenses that are overt, uh, those uh, offenses that are um, uh, covert or even nuanced, respond immediately. Be someone who steps in and not someone who will turn a blind eye and a deaf ear to what you know is wrong Mm -hmm. and offensive. Fantastic. Teresa Deer, always appreciate your insight, my friend. We will have you back real soon. Appreciate your leadership on this important issue. All right. All the best. We're going to step aside. Uh, When we come back, we're going to continue to break it down here on KSL News Radio. Doug Wilkes, editor of the Deseret News, will join us on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.